Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's up, Open Floor Globe? I'm your host, Michael the Pod Pina, and I'm joined on the other line by my good friend, Sports Illustrated staff writer, Rohan Natgurney. Rohan, we made it. The regular season is over. The playoffs are nearly upon us. How do you feel? Are you energized, exhausted, excited? Just what is your temperature right now? I love the playoffs, man. I'm really excited. I think we've been talking about it for months now. We want to see what the matchups are going to be. Um, I'm thrilled. Like I'm, I'm ready for it. I know it's going to be an absolute push but it's my favorite time of the year like i enjoy sinking my teeth into all the series i love seeing the adjustments after game one i love the freakouts after game one i love pretending like anything matters besides three-point shooting um it just is uh it, it just is really truly a great time of year i love the play-in tournament back-to-back years we've actually had like really interesting teams in the play-in tournament so i'm hype mike I told you I was going to throw something at you. I, uh-huh. I just want to know, when are we going to reveal the true toxicity of our offline relationship <laughs> as, it, as it relates to the Heat and the Celtics? Because the the it just is off the charts, like flowing with hate in the last couple of weeks. There's some competitive banter, I would call it, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the, you and I have like really, really like staked out positions as if like we have we have like something to do with each like franchise's yeah. success. It's really no, it's, awful. It's bringing me back to I don't want to call out who I had these exchanges with, but I had exchanges with someone who works in our industry, like. 10 12 years ago and it was just like it was it was Celtics Lakers related mm. and it was just uh, like 
I think back on that now, and I'm like, I'm glad that I matured. And then I look back yeah. at our correspondence, and I'm like, I did, I have not matured at all. No, I, I, I will say, like, it's taking me back to like the high school lunch table. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's um, <laughs> there's some bleak stuff in these texts that I think if people saw, they'd be really appalled. I think if um, we someday we'll have to publish it'll, it'll it's good content honestly it is if but I think it's pub, in, we both be fired immediately but yeah I think also um, we're both pretty aware about how ludicrous it is so I think that helps like really really insane <laughs> shots of being <laughs> taken at, at people there um, I so. feel like it leaks out onto Twitter sometimes a little, a bit, little bit a little bit yeah. it's i on twitter i'm more just trying to prod you more than anything else i know i just ignore see if i can break you a little bit yeah, yes. yeah which i respect <laughs> which is probably the right move objectively the right move okay so on today's show this is going to be a very exciting episode because we are pre you just said that you love the play in which is wonderful i do we're going to be previewing all four play-in games. We're going to be predicting some winners. We're going to be talking about the matchups that we like, etc. Uh, but first, a quick reminder to our listeners to please keep your emails coming. This is the busy season, people. I want a wave of questions this week. Openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. Okay, Rohan. So, Let's just hop right in to some play and talk. Um, as I said, we have four big games happening over the next two days. A quick primer for everyone who is unaware. Tomorrow night, we're recording this on a Monday. Tuesday night, we have Nets, Nets Cavs, followed by Clippers Timberwolves. On Wednesday, we have Hawks Hornets and Pelicans Spurs. The winner of Nets Cavs plays the Boston Celtics in a 2-7. The winner of Clippers Timberwolves plays the Memphis Grizzlies on the the Western Conference's 2-7. The loser of those two games plays the winner of Hawks Hornets and Pelicans Spurs for the right to play the Suns in a 1-8 and your Miami Heat in another 1-8 in the eastern side of the bracket. So, Rohan, that was a mouthful. <laughs> Rohan, to kick off our deep dive... Uh, which of these games is the one you're most looking forward to, and we'll just we'll get into it that way. I think Clippers Wolves is probably the game I'm most looking forward to, just because I I think it's going to be the closest. I think it's the most intriguing, especially now that the Clippers have Paul George and Norm Powell back. I think that's the game that's going to have the most talent on the floor. Nets Cavs is a close. Second. Wait, wait, no, let's, let's, okay, let's, okay, let's, okay, let's, okay, okay. Let's let's, let's, let's focus let's in right on in. Wolves Clippers. Let's do it. Yes, let's go. I mean, I think the Clippers. I, I was looking at. I'm not really like a betting guy, but now when you even just look at ESPN for the schedule or something, it puts the betting line on there. And I was surprised to see the Wolves are favored in this game. I understand that they're at home, mm-hmm. but I, I'm a little bit surprised just because. You know, I think the Clippers, Paul George, like, missed three months with that elbow injury, came back, game one, dropped 34 points. Like, I'm pretty sure he's probably shooting over 50% from three in in these five games. I mean, he's been absolutely lights out uh, from three. He's such a good player. And I think that last year during the playoffs, I I think he reminded people a little bit of what he's capable of. I I think the Clips can very easily win this game. And I think that'd be a fascinating matchup with them in Memphis. I wrote about this a little bit in our playing preview. Um, it's interesting. Cat's obviously such a great shooter, but I think that plays into the Clippers' hands a tiny bit because if they go small, I mean, Cat is not somebody who's going to 
you know, can he punish them on the glass enough that he'll make the Clippers regret going small if that's what Tyloo chooses? I'm not sure. So I, I think it's going to be, a, in fact, a very interesting game as well. Yeah, you know, I think this is, I think I'll agree with you about just level of interest in playing games. I think I'm going to be attending the Brooklyn Nets Cavaliers game. So I got to hurry home and catch this one because I'm like the matchup is just, it's fascinating. I think that I wrote about the Clippers last week. I'm high on the Clippers. I love their versatility on both ends. Love that Norm Powell is back for them and just gives them another option. And they can truly play any type of style. Uh, they have maybe the best collection of three-point shooting in the entire playoffs, assuming that they make the playoffs. Like Their team is just absolutely stacked. Uh, Paul George, as you said, looking like a superstar. The ingredients are all there for them to make a run. But I do feel like, to answer your specific matchup-related question, I don't think you can go small against Cat. And I Mm. think that like the the option there would basically be probably Rocco, former Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I mean, even even Marcus Morris. Sure, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is an absolute monster in the post. Like, uh, and he is. He, were you about to refute that? Well, I, I was looking at the stats and I was surprised. I think you can live with it. I think he's actually under one point per possession in the post. Now, granted, I, I don't know how often that's taking into account, like when he's getting doubled, kicked out, etc. Um, his Basically, when I looked at the post-up stats, they were not as kind of striking as I thought they would be. And I also think that if you are keeping Cat in the post as opposed to the three-point line where he's really, really dangerous, I think you still make that trade-off because I think their shooting can kind of offset the damage he's capable of doing in the post. It's a fair point. I mean, this team takes a ton of threes, and he's a part of that. Yeah, no, like I... I kind of don't really care what the numbers say. Like (laughs) I, I go by with what I've seen from cat Mm -hmm. this season and what I've seen when teams go small against him. Cause of course, when you're just looking at numbers, of course, of course it's like, we're including like him against Deandre Ayton. Right. And it's like, that's not what we're doing here. So if you were to go small and put him on Rocco, that's just a trip to the free throw line, a kick out to a wide open three point shooter, um, or him just go into the hook every like, and it's just, it's unstoppable. Also, he can get guys in foul trouble too. So mm-hmm. I like that matchup for Minnesota. Um, I, I I will say the Clippers don't have to go small because they also do have some pretty capable centers. Right, and I don't think. I don't think they will. Like, I think that that's a card that you don't need to play right now. They'll go small if they're suddenly down by 17 in the third quarter. That's Mm -hmm. when you go small. Um, To start out, I think Zoo is huge. Hartenstein has been... One of the best backup. Probably the best backup big in the league this year. It's He's he's in the conversation, for sure. The Hartenstein-assance, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's just just happening. The Hartenstance? Yes, that's a much better way to put it yeah um so they have they have a ton of options uh like i kind of get why minnesota is favored though like the crowd is just gonna be i mm-hmm. like that's gonna be a top five atmosphere for the entire season 
Minnesota Timberwolves fans are just like they're rabid for this. They mm-hmm. this team does not go to the playoffs basically ever. Um, and to have a win, I know this isn't a win or go home, but this is a win or have to play the Phoenix Suns in round one. And I think that Minnesota, if they were to win, especially convincingly, they would have some confidence going up against the Memphis mm-hmm. Grizzlies. I'm not saying that they'll win that series, but um, we we talked about it. That'd be we both want to see that series. Yes, so a part of me is rooting slightly for Minnesota to win this because mm-hmm. that would be a fascinating matchup. But beyond, like, I'm trying to think, like, who necessarily would bother Paul George um, defensively on Minnesota's roster. And I, don't, I feel like he can eat. I feel like this yeah. could be a big Paul George game, and that's... That's tough. This could just be a classic. What's so fascinating about the plane is like the best player on the better team or like the team that has the better player is, I would say, we don't have a lot of data here to support this, what I'm about to say, but like that team's probably going to win more times than not. And I guess it's just like zooming out and asking like a very random question, but like who's better, Paul George or Carl Anthony Towns? Like I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. Well, it's interesting because when they play each other, like, I think you'd want George because of his versatility, right? Like, he's someone who could guard one through four and some centers in the league. The thing is, in this matchup, it's kind of tricky because, you know, when George is your best player, but it's also, like, in most nights, a reason why you want him is because he can also neutralize the other team's best player. He can't really do that in a matchup with Cat. So it makes it very interesting in this game because I think in a vacuum, I'd rather have PG. But in this matchup, I, I think that they can they, – they, they don't cancel each other out. They're just occupying different areas of the court. You know, the one reason why I think the Clips might go small for such is you mentioned, like, who can slow down Paul George. I just think the Clippers' best asset is, like, just the stupid amount of talent they have on the wing. Like, it's really crazy. We mentioned the three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is Minnesota's weakness at the same time. Uh, so I, I just think it's going to be really interesting. I, I'm with you. Like, the crowd's going to be nuts. And so that I don't think Minnesota can win. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think Minnesota is fourth in net rating since, like, January 1st something like something wild like they're a really impressive basketball team um we all know about their their starting five uh and Pat Beverly is you know he's going up against his former team um I'm sure he'll be on his absolute best behavior and not try to get under anybody's skin or anything like that so it's just, it's gonna be a really fun game um who are you picking for this one I think I'm gonna go with the Clippers Wow. Okay. I, I I don't think that's crazy because I think this is a coin flip game, to be honest. Um, I'm going to pick the Timberwolves. You're the one who's been telling me all season long the Clippers are going to win the title. And, hey, now you, and now you got it. That's okay. The road I, there is just going to be really hard, but I'm not um, giving up on them. I'm going to have my think, cake and eat it too. Yeah. I like, you know, I love Ty Lu in moments like these as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Clippers. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... 
Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, it's funny that you bring up the coaching matchup because I feel like Chris Finch is like low-key one of the five best coaches i mean he's done a fantastic job he's done a fantastic job he's incredible um their offense just it's really hard to guard and we talked about cat a lot in this conversation and how you slow cat down but we haven't mentioned anthony edwards Edwards. who is uh next year anthony edwards like i might do something crazy and just like predict him to an mvp (laughs) like that's the type of leap that i see out of him he's he's amazing um The pull-up three's been falling for him. So I don't like I don't know. He could just go ballistic and be the best player on the court. That's entirely possible. Um D'Angelo Russell is a talented player with uh I guess impressive on offs for most of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't I feel like I feel like there's nothing D can do to make anyone believe him at this point, but he's had a decent season. I, it's sure. not been outstanding, but he's had a decent season. Absolutely. And one thing about the Clippers also is they've really struggled to rebound. Um, Hasn't been a strength necessarily of the Timberwolves, but I feel like Jared Vanderbilt will be a thorn in their side. Yeah, and Pat Beverly too, frankly. Exactly. Uh, So I'm going Timberwolves. Uh, And I think it's going to be like, even though the Clippers have, did you know the Clippers? I'm just, I ruined my trivia question, but the Clippers have the second best offensive rating in crunch time this season, which is an absolutely wild statistic. And it's basically all because of Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, yeah. Yeah, which is hilarious. I love Mr. Reggie Jude. Jackson. Mr. Jude. Love, love everything just, about yeah. that man. Reggie Pat Beverly is the yeah. real matchup. Um, yeah. But. I'm going I'm going with Minnesota. Uh I think it's gonna be a really close game, really fun game. Um and we'll see if Minnesota can you know, the Clippers love to isolate, they love to take tough shots. We'll see if Minnesota can kind of turn them over a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big part of their success defensively. Um another thing is that the Clippers really don't get to the basket at all and Teams that have had success against Minnesota's defense have lived at the rim, particularly when Carl is on the court. So I just think that a lot of the the like the ways you can exploit Minnesota, LA is not really built to mm. do so. So you know they could all they could get hot from behind the three point line, as you said. It's a one game thing, and that's like the the sub text or whatever of our entire conversation is just going to be whoever wins the three point battle could win the game, but. Mm. I I'm going Minnesota here, and I feel okay about it. Um, yeah, I, I I we're I think we're on the same page that this this is going to be a close game, and yeah, I, I I'm not mad at the Minnesota pick certainly. Okay, so you were about to before I cut you off, you were about to go into Nets a Nets Cavs 
I was just going to say this would have been a great game if Jared Allen was playing, but because he might, he, he might, he, he hasn't might, been out. I, I don't have a lot of confidence that him or John Collins are going to play in their respective playoff games, mm-hmm. which has put a little bit of a damper on. I actually think Hawks Hornets, in terms of just pure entertainment, is going to be the second most entertaining game. If you do not like defense, yes, I agree. I mean, yeah, they're going to be just running up and down the court, just, you know, LaMelo throwing lobs, like Trey pulling up from hella deep. Like, that's what you want in a playing game, in my opinion. So do you want to talk about that game next, or do you want to talk about Nets-Cavs? I'll let you pick. Nets-Cavs it is. Okay. Um, I mean, we've been waiting for a Nets play-in game, I feel like, for mm-hmm. months. Uh, they get the seven seed, so they will host uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Kyrie Irving can play. So congratulations to the Nets organization for handling this brilliantly throughout <laughs> the past six months. Um, they got what they want, I suppose. And... I think the Nets are heavy favorites in this game. Um, and I don't know how close it's necessarily going to be. Their last matchup was actually kind of competitive without Jared Allen. And basically, Durant played 41 minutes. Kyrie played 40 minutes. Is that just... I'll start here. Is that just the strategy? Is that is that just Brooklyn's strategy from this point on? Is it like If you're Steve Nash, is it just like... Our defense is going to be terrible no matter what. They gave up, what, like 130-something, maybe 120-something to the Pacers in a pretty important game yesterday. (laughs) It was just like, these guys can't stop TJ McConnell um, in a pick and roll. Um, But is there strategy in this game? Does it boil down to we're just going to play Kevin Durant 47 minutes and Kyrie Irving 45 minutes? Is that basically what it is? Is that too reductive? No, I mean, I think that that they've proven that that's what their strategy is. They don't care about the regular season. They don't care about defense. They have the ultimate trump card, and they're like, yeah, if you want to go shot for shot, we have the best shot maker in the history of the sport who can hit any shot from anywhere on the court. Like, good luck, yeah. Like We have two wanna, of those guys. Yeah, we have two. Exactly. And, yeah, and they've both done it on the biggest stage. Like, oh, you want to have – Tyrese Halliburton goes shot for shot with KD and Kyrie. Sure, you want to have pick a player. They'll they'll gladly say, let's trade buckets and see who comes out on top. So and they don't mind. Like they are also like foregoing like modern sports science. It's like, yeah, we'll play Kevin Durant 46 minutes a night every game in the playoffs. He wants to do it. We're cool with it. Like, let's go. So yeah, I also think that I mean the Nets are literally heavy betting favorites in this game. I think they're heavy favorites. For many reasons, I'd be shocked if they lost this game. Um, and honestly, that strategy has largely worked for them. I mean, even their playoff loss like depended a lot on a wrong shoe size and James Harden's hamstring injury. Like, mm-hmm. um, this team is just going to be very hard to beat. Uh, and when you have Durant, I think they welcome any challengers. So we had a, a prescient email written in by a listener, a longtime listener named David. I'm going to read it to you, Rohan. Is David this the writes, email you threatened to spring on me before we started? I'm springing, on, springing okay. it on you right now. Okay. Yes, okay. this is that email. Okay. David writes, hey, open floor team. There's a question that's been in my head all year that has growing significance if the playoff matchups hold. 
How would you design the perfect player to stop Kevin Durant? And how much would that player look like Evan Mobley? Of course, Mobley is way too inexperienced to stop KD one-on-one. I think only prime Kevin Garnett could have really given this KD problems. Maybe Michael was onto something picking KG in a mythical one-on-one tournament of all-time great (laughs) NBA players. Please be kind as you crush any hope I have of the Cavs beating the Nets in a potential play-in game. All the best, David. David, thank you so much. You spot-on perfect email. email. You nailed it. Um, This matchup is... It, 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 it motivated me to go back and look to see if Mobley has guarded. They play, if this te- these two teams have played each other four times this season. The Cavaliers uh, have won one of those games. Three of them came before the trade deadline, which makes just the regular season is just like all these regular season matchups. Like just, a just bunch don't of do your research. Everything on everything on NBA.com, I'm like post All-Star break, post All-Star break. Like, <laughs> yes. That's all that matters at this point. I mean, pre-trade deadline with the Omicron surge, et cetera, like mm-hmm. you got to be very selective about which regular season data you're using. In my so, mind, the Heat are 1-0 against the Celtics this year. Your mind is a fascinating place, I will say. Um, David, uh, to to answer this question, like I I went in and I was trying to look and see um, if the Cavs put Mobley on KD at any point during the regular season, and they didn't in all but one possession (laughs) the entire season. The primary defender for KD, can you get, I'm going to ask you, can you guess who the primary defender was that the Cavaliers had for Kevin Durant in their four Larry matchups? Larry Markkinen? Uh, Larry guarded him the second most frequently. Not, so not Larry, but that was a very good guess. Okoro? No, actually. Lamar Stevens? No. <laughs> you're, you're like never going to guess this. And I was taken aback by it. Um, it's Dean Wade, who is not available to play in this game. Um, he suffered an injury and is out. So, like, I think Okoro will get... I would imagine they'll throw Okoro on Kyrie. That seems like a pretty good matchup there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even put him on Seth Curry, assuming Seth Curry um, plays with his, an- his sore ankle. And just because that's your best perimeter defender, try to have him take away um, an option like that. And Seth Curry is low-key extremely important to the Brooklyn Nets, which is absolutely a wild thing to say. But the uh, Mobley-KD question, first of all, the answer is he is is the perfect, like, if you are constructing a player in a lab. I tweeted this out months ago. I said if there's I was like, is there one player in the NBA physically capable of guarding KD one on one? I think it's Mobley. I tweeted it out months ago and some guy was like, uh, no one guards anybody one on one in the NBA. And I was like, just relax, okay, man? Like <laughs> like it's okay to have some fun. Like um, um But yes, I agree. I think I honestly think the only two people I think could have like a level of success against KD one on one. I'd put Mobley, and I think Bam is second. But that's the regard to which I hold Mobley, just because he's longer, and I think he's a, a little bit quicker. Um, he, he he's the only guy. I mean, I, th- it makes sense to me that he wouldn't guard KD one on one only because we know how much the Nets like to attack switches. They haven't had their full complement of shooting this for most of this season. So it also makes sense to me that you could 
you put weight on him and you kind of leverage the length that you have to shrink the floor, uh, help on Katie, help off the shooters, trust that your guys are long enough to get back out on whoever their shooters are. So that makes sense to me. But uh, yeah, I think it's Mobley and Bam are the only two people I would have some level of trust in that matchup. And I think like Mobley in two years would be like, he needs to get like the time machine version of himself. Like third year Mobley could guard this year's Durant. Man, third year Mobley is going to yeah. be an absolutely terrifying. Uh, I, don't I also even know think what KG is also a great pick there. That would be sick to see prime KG going up against this version of KD. I went to a Celtics Thunder game like this must have literally been ten years ago, longer, and KD scored like I don't even know something absurd, <laughs> and after the game. Uh, KG said, I didn't know we were going up against MFN Michael Jordan tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, that comment was directed towards the officials and not uh, praising Kevin Durant's game. But the, the point stands um, really, really hard to think of anyone who could slow this person down. I'll, I'll throw Giannis out there. Mm. As a, another name. And we did see them in their last matchup. Giannis actually take the KD uh, assignment, and it was that was interesting. I was very surprised Giannis didn't have him on that last play. We don't need to get gra- that granular about it. Obviously, he <laughs> came to devil. But, yes, I, I, throw, I think Giannis, Bam, and Mobley are all in the mix for me. So, I guess now it's we ask, is Mobley – if you are J.B. Bickerstaff – what is your defensive game plan in terms of how you are deploying Evan Mobley throughout the series? Are you starting with him on KD? Are well, you it's, like it's one absolutely game. not? <laughs> it's that's a you know that's yeah. a great point. Yeah, um, that's why you make the big bucks. Yes, this I, is not a seven game series. Never mind. So, I think I don't think you start Mobley on KD. It kind of to me is going to depend on if Seth Curry plays because if they're playing, let's say they have Bruce Brown and Drummond in. I think you can get away with starting someone. Let's say you start marking in on KD and you're helping off the shooters. You know, you're kind of doing what the Pacers did the other night, which is force Brooklyn shooters to beat you. I mean, Bruce Brown did shoot. I think he shot over, ended up shooting over 40% from three this season. So it's not like that's an wide open. Yeah, exactly. Wide Wide open, three seconds to, to shoot, you know, all the time in the world. The, the Justice Winslow. He got the Justice Winslow looks from three. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think you're, because that I think is a better way to leverage your length because you can put Mobley on KD, but you're going to be asking him to fight over screens all game. And, you know, I think there are possessions where you do it, you know, late in the game when it's really, really slowed down. But, you know, they're going to be trying to get switches all night. So I think you maybe start with someone like marking in and you're trying to help, you know, at the nail, et cetera. So the Pacers yesterday played this little 2-1-2 zone and had a ton of success against the Nets. And this is what I'm talking about. Define a ton of success because the Nets did score a whole lot of points. No, they scored. Yes, they. <laughs> I should say in the first quarter, yes. when the Nets were just obliterating and lit, they had thirty points in the paint. I think in the first quarter, which is just like not even. It didn't even look like the Pacers were trying to play basketball. 
um, they were looking to end their season and everyone go, can go on vacation. That's That was their disposition in the first quarter. And then they went to this zone a little bit and had some success. Um, but like the Cavaliers, we know that they, they like playing Mobley in this 3-2. They have him roam at the top. And I think I would start... Start with that. I would start mm. zone. I would probably play a ton of zone in this game if I was the Cavaliers. I would not, unless it was like a a nip and tuck game with three minutes left and, you know, things are going down to the wire and Katie's hot. That's the only time I would put yes, Mobley on him. And I agree. That, that's like when it's like they're burning 20 seconds off the shot clock each possession, working those ISOs. I agree. I, I think that's the best time to deploy him. Right. I would just, you know, cross, I would go zone or I would cross my fingers and, you know, it's, it's really funny because you're going to play, be playing Kevin Love in this game. And like, if you are the Nets, this is just a, this is just one game. Like, so we're just gonna, whoever Kevin Love is guarding, he's just going to set a screen for Kyrie or he's going to set a screen for KD. So that's why I'm just... Like we got to pre-switch everything, or and make it really complicated, or we got to just go zone. So I'm leaning zone, um, and at the, the bottom line is like, Mo- I don't want Mobley in foul trouble, and also Mobley might already. I mean, I put him on. I we I published my ballot today, and on my second team all defense i had mobley as a forward like he's just one of the already one of the best help defenders in the That's whole the thing, world is, is he covers so much ground that he can effectively guard kd without guarding kd and also yeah I, i'm with you I, I, it makes a lot of sense not to start with them especially because you know between him okoro marketing as goofy as the fit was headed into the season it's it's kind of worked when they have everyone healthy, I and mean, obviously Allen was a huge part of that. Do you know where the ranks the the ranks? Do you know where the Cavs rank in defense post All Star break? Uh, seventh worst in the NBA. That is correct. That is correct. They've been in. Uh, you know how I know that, Rohan? <laughs> how do you know it, Mike? Because I read your work. There we That's go. Why. I appreciate it. There we go. So, you know, I even mean, Mobley missed a week. Allen's obviously missed a ton of time. That's been a big reason for it. So. It's going to be interesting to see if they can figure out a way to, to hold the fort. But when it's been clicking, their length, I think, has really given every team trouble. Do you feel like we are underestimating the Cavaliers in any way? No. I, I just think – I mean, the Nets record with Durant has been fantastic. The Cavs, I think, have been a good team. But as we said, their defense is sliding. They're missing one of their best players. I mean, they're missing an all-star center – and Jared Allen, who for now I think we're both kind of seeing this as though he's not going to play. Um, and, you know, they lack the experience, et cetera. So I don't think we're underestimating them. I just think that they are, you know, they're just kind of playing a different game than the Nets are right now. So this is the starting five that we're probably going to see if Jared Allen doesn't play. Um, Darius Garland, all-star cooked the nets the last time they played like obliterated he fantastic them. he's been he's had a couple of huge games here down the stretch yes yeah. uh karis lavert former net was traded for harden yes exactly 
You mean Carrie Laver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, I went to the south of France before the season began, and that's what everyone was talking about. Um, <laughs> they were just so hyped for Carrie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, okay. So their starting five is Garland, uh, Lavert. I can't even say it with a straight face anymore. Um, Lowry Markinen. Evan Mobley and Isaac Okoro. That's like a really... And then you got Love coming off the bench, who's played... Love had like literally the greatest game in the history what of the like NBA. What is it, like 11 for three? Like, what is it? Like, you dropped an insane number of threes. So, I'm just like, maybe... I Look, I'm not picking... I will not pick the Cavs in this game, but I do think that, you know, some of the, the, the data with, you know, their defense being crummy... It's like Mobley didn't play in a lot of those games for also. Sure, for sure. So Mo- no Mobley, no Allen. You're you're a crap team. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like your identity is the is rim protection. So they're still big um and like the Nets when your defense is that bad as the, ne- the Nets defense is, it's just <sighs> it, it yes, it's tough. but if it is I agree, but if I think there's a team that's maybe not the best built to take advantage of it, it's Cleveland. Hmm. Um. So I mean, maybe Levert could go off. He had a big half a couple weeks ago, but they also it's not like they. I don't know that the Cavs. Obviously, the Nets make every team look good, but the Cavs maybe don't have the right firepower to go after a Nets defense either. So this is, I guess, sad. We're, we're I guess, we're both going to pick the Nets. Yes. Here. Yeah. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Before we move on to the other playing games, we should quickly touch upon the Nets Celtics. The, the, yeah, let's just you know, it's a pot. It's it's looking like a likelihood. You're um, showing. In, in a, you're showing. In our, no, 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 no. Let, 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 okay, in our text convo, um, I just want to say that you called the Boston Celtics cowards multiple times. Yeah, and on the last day of the regular season, the Boston Celtics could have lost the game and gone to the four seed and pl- played the Toronto Raptors. They Which played they, their starters. Well, they obviously they, needed they, to avoid Toronto for other reasons. They played their start. Hey, <laughs> I didn't see. There's no Celtics doing any press conferences. Shout out to Misty Stiebel. Um Bro, how is he going to take shots? At, I'm not. I'm not. Don't. I'm not going to get started on. We can't. We can't. Okay. Um, they, oh, man. Okay. But yeah. the Celtics played all their starters. They spanked the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies team that didn't play anybody. Um, and then 
the Milwaukee Bucks played one of the most like G League. It was the, they just became the Oklahoma City Thunder yesterday in an effort to lose that game to the Cavaliers. And uh, so who's like? I'm just curious. Like, so are the Bucks cowards too? How do we how do we sort out the coward power rankings in Rohan's brain? Celtics still number one because they were doing the hardest jockeying before yesterday. They, I think they obviously had to avoid Toronto. Um, and I think the Bucks, I think the Bucks just wanted to play the Bulls. I don't, I don't think they were avoiding the Nets as much you as think? they wanted to play the Bulls. Yeah. You think everybody wanted to play the yeah. Bulls? Yeah. Um, um, we don't, we're going to have this big mega preview playoff preview pod later in this week. So we're not going to step on too much of these matchups, but I just Kino wanna... said he's not scared. That's all I have to say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not, no, I don't think that the Celtics should be scared of any team. Um, I think it is fascinating that Ben Simmons could play. That's a fun wrinkle. I'm not, I'm still, I don't think that the Celtics should be particularly worried and that's in five. Um, Having uh, winning that game and then having home court in a potential second round series against potentially the Bucks also a nice thing to have in your corner mm, if you're the Celtics. I don't think I don't think they're going to be using that home court in the second round. I'll just put it that way. I, I guess we I shall think, see. I don't Rohan. think that home court in the second round is going to come in handy. We shall see. Um, okay, so let's go. Let's move on. Let's talk about the nine ten in the East. The Atlanta Hawks, um, arguably, are the Atlanta Hawks the most disappointing team? Actually, never mind. I'm sorry. The Los Angeles Lakers exist, and we don't need to get into that. I, but. Well, <laughs> I, the Lakers are disappointing, but also neither of us thought the Lakers were going to be very good. Um, I, uh, you know, uh, didn't we do, when we did the tiers, we should have had a, like a, a post-season episode where we like went back and looked at our preseason yeah, predi- predictions. Um, didn't we both have the Lakers like in the top tier in the Western Conference or like they were they were up there? Come on, yeah, like, they, that's fine. Um, but that was more like out the, of respect to LeBron. But you're right, you're right. We did do that. We did do that. Out of the if we we're not talking about the Lakers and we're not talking about the Nets. The Hawks are the most disappointing team in the league. Is that fair to say? Yes, yes. And the fact okay. that you, anyone has, if anyone has Trey on their All NBA team, but leaves off Chris Paul, like just go to a corner and think about what you've done. Can I? Don't I, ca- I don't care that. I, it, don't tell me that he's going to lead the league in total points and assists. Do not tell me he, that. Well, first because of all, he I did. do not. Care. That's official. That's official. Because I, I do not care. You know what? Chris Paul's team led the league in Mike wins okay yeah they are rewarded by uh the one seed i will say um i do have chris paul on my all nba team um good when we finish that up as i said the last time we had this conversation if you switched chris paul and trey young the hawks are way better and the suns are worse i don't think I, i i don't think i agree with that but that's Fine, and also not how we measure these things. <laughs> um, but okay, so let's get to this this playing game: Hawks, Hornets. Uh, you wrote about it. You broke it down on SI.com for us. Um, good offense, great offense. <laughs> yeah, from the both of these teams. Uh, I think the Hornets are second best in offensive rating since the All Star break, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we'll not have Gordon Hayward. Who well, has I think just been kind of spiritually moved on from? I mean, he's missed what close to thirty tough. games now this season. Yeah, 
I think I just think that they are. I don't think that they expect to have Gordon Hayward in the lineup. You know what I mean? And they have some really good non-Hayward lineups. Yes. Uh, and so both teams good offense. Both teams. Hawks are 17th in defense since the break. Hornets are 24th. The Hornets gave up last week in two games back-to-back. I think it was against the... I forget what teams right now. And I, I think can they look gave it up, up 144 to the Heat. In, in back-to-back games, 144. Yeah. I can't remember who the other team yeah. was. But yes, the Heat were one of them. That's... Uh, you know, I didn't look this up because I didn't have time. It's kind of hard to give is up that, that a record? many points. It's <laughs> got to be up there, man. That is... And, like, you just look at them at the end of games, and they're kind of just like, yep, like, that's our defense. Like, Right. And, I mean, they're playing – I love Isaiah Thomas to death. They're playing Isaiah Thomas in their rotation. Um, this team has been desperate for bigs, like, since the beginning of time, it feels. Um, but in this particular matchup, it's – it's a really interesting one. Like, what, what, just how are you feeling with, like, what is the most important matchup, would you say? Um, just pick an offensive player on one team, a defensive player on another. Just what are you most looking forward to when, when tip off happens? I mean, both these teams are obviously going to score a ton. I'm interested to see. I mean, I think with every Hawks game, you're just interested to see how is the opponent going to defend the pick and roll. Uh, the last time these two teams played, it was in March. So it's actually like a pretty representative game. Uh, Trey Young shot 3-12 from the field. I think he had 15 assists but only 9 points. And the Hawks were basically like, we're getting the ball out of your hands. They're throwing doubles at him off every screen. We're going to be really aggressive. I think it's just going to be interesting to see how are they going to defend him in the pick and roll. Are they going to go small with Washington at center and go even less defense with Plumlee off the floor? Um, I think Ball, Bridges, Rozier, Washington, and Plumlee has been a really good lineup for them. Uh, yeah, I'm just interested to see, like, are they are they going to be able to get the ball out of Trey's hands? Um, because they, they had a little bit of success with it. Uh, and I think DeAndre Hunter's I, I've been struggling a bit lately. Uh, I think when he first came back, he was a little bit more steady. He hasn't been, I think, quite as good as... I've expected him to be lately at least. And again, no John Collins is the expectation for the Hawks. So that that's kind of where I go to immediately. Like, are the Hornets going to be able to somehow get the ball out of Trey's hands? I think that another important question, and that's a good one. And if you look at the numbers, um, Trey has not had the most success um, running pick and rolls against the Hornets this season. They've done a fairly good job in their matchups. I think they'll switch a ton. I think not having Collins hurts because you can't switch as much be- mm-hmm. w- with someone like that who can actually do some damage. He'll get some lobs to Clint, as he always does. And frankly... Like, if they go down a little bit or if they're scuffling, I wonder if we're going to see Gallo at the five. Just ridiculous spacing. That's a possibility as well. Um, But also, I I mean, what we have to... If you're James Borrego, like, my... The central tenet of my game plan is, like, how are we going to attack Trey Young Mm. uh, when we have the ball? And they have and options. They have a lot of options. And you look at this starting lineup of theirs, and I don't 
I mean, there's no one for Trey Co- to hide on. Yeah, I mean, it's like Cody Martin, probably. Uh, like, there's some names out there that that get minutes for for the Hornets yeah. and that are important to them. But like, you're not throwing them on Miles Bridges. You're not right. throwing I mean, them on. You, I like, mean, you LaMelo. put them on Rozier, Lamelo. They're both those guys are running him into pick and rolls every time down the floor. So I just, I, I think that that is a, a fast and you can't put him on. Of course, you can't put him on someone like PJ Washington. That's just that's barbecue chicken. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> It's that's going to be really interesting to see how Trey gets out of those. They obviously do not want to switch anything, so they'll hedge and recover as best they can. But that's like can as we, great. Can no, we yeah, go ahead. show a little bit of love for hedge and recover? I like teams don't hedge and recover enough. If you ask me, like <laughs> the Clippers, the Clippers, like both years against Luca, were like we're going to switch everything on Luca, and then. Like Lucas cooking them, and then down the stretch of like that game seven, for example, or that game six, all of a sudden the Clippers are like, wait, we have Kawhi Leonard, we're going, we have a lot of perimeter length, we're going to hedge and recover, and it was a little bit more effective. Like let's just, you know, let's just once again, like everyone wants to switch, but like show a little bit of love to hedge and recover. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you have to have a really good disciplined team to do it. Hornets and Hawks, or maybe not. Are hedge and recover all stars, but you know, just a little bit more hedge and recover. I think that that's what we need to name this episode. Yeah, show <laughs> some love. We're showing some love to hedge and recover. Um, yeah, you're right. These teams are not disciplined enough yeah. to execute that um, on a routine basis. The whole point of switching is it keeps everything else out of rotation. Mm-hmm. If you're hedging and you're recovering and, you know, you're a big who slips, you get the ball, it's a four on three, all you're of a also, sudden. It's also easier said than done on, say, Trey Young than other, you know, other stars. Right, but Trey, that's, you know, a huge part of Atlanta's success in last year's playoffs was Trey's ability to hedge and recover mm-hmm. um back to reggie bullock or who else i'm not i'm blanking uh, uh, danny green mm-hmm. or danny green didn't really play in that series who, i can't even remember who he was guarding in philadelphia who wasn't really a threat but whenever he was on them he was able to get off of it and be fine um so i just i think that that is just a real fun schematic wrinkle that we'll all be watching uh, it would be really funny if the Hornets did not exploit it and kind of went because the other thing that is and why coaches are kind of not wanting to do it is it bogs down your offense. And if you're just going one on one against the player as even if it is someone as frail as Trey Young is, that's really not how you had the second best offense after the All-Star break. You were mm-hmm. not matchup hunting. So It'll be it'll be really interesting. I, I look forward to this game. I'm I'm picking the Hawks, of course, because they have, in my opinion, by far the best player. Sorry, apologies to Lamelo Ball, who's had a, a really terrific second All Star season um, or second season where he became an All Star. But yeah, Trey is just at the end of the day. I think defending his pick and rolls is. It's like a brain buster. And right. And the Hawks have been, you mentioned, they finished 17th in defense post-All-Star break. They've been a little bit better on that end of the floor. I agree. I'm also taking the Hawks in this game. Wow. Oh, I was actually not 
I was not anticipating that because you've been you've been a Hornets fan. I'm a, is that I'm a fair big to fan say? of Charlotte. You like I them? Th- this is a tough matchup for them. I like Charlotte. I mean, they're fun. I love. Shout out to Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges won the Rick Bonnell Award. Um, yes. And you know, for how he deals with the media, I got to say he was lovely to speak to when we did our Miles Bridges story. So shout out to him. I hope he gets paid. Um, and you know, they'll still have a chance. But I, I like the Hawks in this one. Or they won't have a chance. If they're out, they're out. So, sorry, Charlotte. Did you just screw up and think that this was a series as well? No, I I was like, oh, the loser always gets another chance. But that's not true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, low key, the 9-10 is more fun than the 7-8. Yes. 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 Maybe that's not even low key, even though the teams are not as like relevant. But anyway, Hawks. We both have the Hawks. Mm-hmm. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, the last game. Let's move on. Uh, Pelican Spurs. This is a basketball game that is being played. This uh, is this is the one game that like if we didn't get like LeBron Steph last year and we didn't have the Nets in the play in, it would just year, be abolish the play in. Basically, yeah, this would be the one that was like this was a mistake. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. Like previewing this game feels like a big waste of time. Like I don't mean to be like glib and I don't mean to be rude to these two teams. And honestly, San Antonio being here, it's an achievement, achievement. It's an achievement. You could say, I mean, they clearly as an organization, were trying to do something else. They trade Derek white for like Romeo. I mean, Josh Richardson has actually been okay for them. So they (laughs) didn't get back nothing, but they, that was a fundamental, like we are, this is a, for the future move. Um, they trade that young, get back, get, you know, get Goran Dragic. That was for a pick. Wave Goran Dragic, who clearly still has something left in the tank with how he's played for in Brooklyn. And all of a sudden, they're in the play-in. And you got to tip your cap to Pop. You got to tip your cap to DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Jakob Pertl, uh Trey Jones played great, Devin Vassell. Uh, I mean, this team's just, like, really fun and... At the end of the day, another reason why they're here, we can't go without saying, like, the Lakers were just that bad. And anytime mm-hmm. I get a chance to take a shot at the Lakers, I have to yeah. do it. The Blazers lost their last 11 games, I believe, <laughs> to get out of this one. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, um, throwing some sub G League rosters out there. It's it's th- the shenanigans at the end of yeah. this season. I feel went under the radar, honestly. Like with the Oklahoma City Thunder did. I even though we bring it up on this podcast, basically every episode, like they played six guys, yeah. like 40, <laughs> 47 yeah. minutes. Like what, what? What are we even doing? Uh, that was the a Thunder, very funny. The Thunder game. basically defunded themselves. They're, they did. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Uh, so, like the the winner of this one plays the loser of of Timberwolves Clippers for the right to play the Phoenix Suns and probably be roadkill. Do you think we had a conversation, I want to say six weeks ago, I think, I think it was uh, Herring and I about the Pelicans and how maybe they could make the, make the, they'd make the plan and then maybe they could win a couple of games, get in the playoffs. And if they're the eight, you know, Willie Green's their coach coming from Monty Williams, bench last season and they have cj mccollum all of a sudden who's just just like you know he can be a fireworks display ingram is he can score get buckets on anyone obviously zion's not coming back so that's not really a part of the equation anymore but they were playing these like this like really big lineup and um we i I was just trying to talk myself into them doing any noise making any noise do you like now that we're here and they have a chance it's at home I would imagine they will win this game. I don't want to spoil I think my the, pick. I think the Pelicans are heavy favorites for me in this game. I and mean, they've been one of the better teams in the league, net rating-wise, post-All-Star break. Yeah. Um, their offense, when Ingram and McCollum on the floor together, is elite. Um, and I think that they're built to play well together offensively in playoff games just because both those guys can you know, score at the rim. They can score in the paint uh, in mid-range and from three. Uh, capably, which I think will serve them well in a playoff series, but I think they'd be an interesting matchup against a team like Denver or maybe even Dallas or Utah. I, I don't see them beating goal or Phoenix. So can they win a know, game? Hmm. Can they win a game? It just depends how locked in Phoenix comes out for the first round, and just seeing the way Phoenix has played this year, I have a feeling I Phoenix is going to be yes, locked the F yes. in. Yes, so i I'd be a little bit surprised, if, but it's not impossible. Certainly, I think the bigger obst not the bigger obstacle, but like after they beat the Spurs, I don't think they can beat the Clippers. Spurs or the Wolves? I don't think they can mm. beat the Wolves. Yeah. yeah, I think that those two teams are are superior. <laughs> So, um, okay, so I, is there anything intriguing about this matchup for you? Like, uh, strategically, uh, you know, um, any one-on-one half-court matchups that are, are fun? Any stylistic? I, I, like, I don't even... I know we're pouring water on this game, and I'm going to watch yeah. it and have a lot of fun, but... It feels very low stakes relative to the other three, I'll say. Yeah, the only thing, I mean, I wrote about this a tiny bit as well. Like, the Spurs have been one of the fastest teams in the league pace-wise. I think they finished fourth in pace. Um, You know, typically when you're the underdog or the worst team, like, you don't want to play more possessions. At the same time, like, I think San Antonio's best chance is can you speed New Orleans up? Can you keep McCollum and Ingram out of the half court? And can you get easy buckets? Can you get kind of DeJounte... Uh, playing a little bit more quickly. I think that's kind of their 
their best way to win, and I'm a little bit curious to see that. But am I that curious to see it? No. <laughs> Is there a world where Dejounte just who recently like lost eight pounds <laughs> due to some illness? Yeah. Um, is there? I mean, he's the only he's the only all star in this game. Yes, that is true. Yes, that he's the only all star yeah. in this game. Uh, is there a chance that he just goes ballistic and somehow carries Will's I, it's, the Spurs to victory? in play. It's just is like it's not. I just think that even like a big Dejounte game, if they get two half decent games from McCollum and Ingram, that's probably enough to offset. DeJounte's, you know, big scoring night. So I, I just don't see it for the Spurs. But I mean Plus, they have they have pop, like you never know. But Yeah. Um yes, they do have pop. Uh Herb Jones. Uh, I, I look forward to watching yep. him. <laughs> I got a very <laughs> upset dog. He's great. Uh so shout out to to Herb and I would assume that they will throw him uh, on on Dejounte, maybe they'll put him on Keldon Johnson, try to take take him out as an option. Um, but yeah, I don't really have too much else to say about this game. I'm gonna probably pick. I am definitely going to pick the Pelicans, and I assume you're in the same boat, Rowan. Yeah, I have the Pelicans. This is probably the easiest one to pick outside of Nets Cavs. So, real quick before we go, who are our eight seeds? I guess. Mm. Yeah, who are I think, because I think we did not we did not pick the the those two matches. So theoretically, we're gonna get Hawks Cavs. That'll be a good game. That'll be a good game. And with no Jarrett Allen, I think I'm. You know what? I'm gonna screw it. I'm gonna take the Cavs. I'm gonna say the Cavs knock the Hawks out. I'm just gonna I'm gonna swerve a bit. No, don't like it. Uh, who would you rather see? Let me ask. Let me ask it that way. Oh, like as a, as a Miami Heat? Heat fan, you'd probably rather see the Cavs, although the Heat is like are going to struggle in the half court against their defense. But well, what I, about what about all healthy? Let's pretend everybody's healthy. So Jared Allen's healthy. John Collins is healthy. You'd rather see the Cavs because the Cavs, when healthy, are, are juggernaut. One of the, the best team in the East for a long time. They're tough. They're tough. They're young. Yeah, so but you I, th- I just think you'd, I think you'd bank on the Cavs being young and inexperienced, and I think that's why you'd take them. So I think it's going to be the Hawks as the eighth seed in the East and in the West. <clears throat> I mean, I'm going Clippers, of course. Yeah. Uh, I think Timberwolves are going to win that game, and then Clippers are going to take care of business um, on their home floor on Friday night. Uh, Rohan, we did it. We previewed the plan. That was a lot of fun. Pushed Thank- the plan. Yes, we did. Uh, thank you for your insight and your expertise. Thank you so much to all of our listeners for the wonderful emails. Please keep them coming. Openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. Everybody stay safe. Everybody enjoy the plan this week. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.